You're listening to the Kang's Cast Podcast. Look for new episodes weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast, like on Facebook, and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Kang's Cast. This is D Fresh with Eric and Ryan. We are excited to record another Kang's Cast podcast. Uh, we are sponsored by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Next time you head in, tell them the Kang's Cast guy sent you. If you're enjoying this podcast, we appreciate your feedback. Go on to Apple Podcasts, aka iTunes. Give us a five star review. Leave us a nice little comment if you'd like. And welcome to our next podcast. We are excited again to be with you. We've had some news uh, the last 24 hours regarding the Sacramento Kings. We have a trade, and that's what I want to start with today. First off, let's check in on the guys. Ryan, how are you doing this morning? Doing good. Excited. Um, you know, like we said last week, is a very exciting time. My favorite time of the NBA season, so I'm just uh, happy to get on here. and. Uh, Talk some Kangs basketball. Eric. What's good? Uh, looking forward to another podcast. We're getting in the groove. I really enjoyed last week's trade machine uh, special. I think we had some good stuff on there. Um, so I'm looking forward to putting another fun episode together. Yeah. And, and just a reminder for those who have been listening weekly. Again, we appreciate your support and some of those who are new. If you're looking for X's and O's film recap game recaps, game previews. We're not your guys. We we just want to remind you that uh, our basically our belief is we're we're going to talk about, you know, transactions, trades, what the Kings should be doing, you know, big picture stuff and uh that's that's what we believe in here on Kings Cast. So, you know, we want to we always want to hear from you, your feedback on social media. So, uh but let's get into what happened yesterday? So we had a trade involving the Kings and the Portland Trailblazers. And so what that involved was the Kings received Kent Bazemore, Anthony Tolliver, who welcome back to SAC, and two future second round draft picks because we didn't have enough already. And they all they sent to Portland Trevor Ariza, Wenyan Gabriel, Caleb Swanigan. And uh so basically We'll start off with uh, Eric. What does this entail for the Kings regarding this trade? Well, it's a very, uh, I don't I mean, it wasn't a big trade as far as names go. So people, <clears throat> I think generally people look at it and not think much of it. it. It was a minimal trade. A couple things were accomplished here. It was um, the, the first, the first thing I think that was accomplished was that the Portland Trailblazers need to make this trade because they were going to get they needed to get under the luxury tax. So that's why they they did it. So they basically paid to get paid a little bit of assets to get under the luxury tax for the Kings. They got the expiring contracts um, for the short term. So that's good. And that's what exactly what we've been talking about. When you're a bad team, that's what you should do. Have expiring contracts on your roster. Um, 
And then uh, just the little tidbit, Anthony Tolliver played for the Kings before, so uh, a Kings fan's familiar. You kind of know what you're going to get with him. Um, you basically got two guys who can play maybe two positions and just kind of help fill out the lineup. And so I hope that this is the the first of a couple trades and, and, and maybe even one of these guys could be packaged with those expirings to get us something back, uh, particularly Bazemore because his contract is so big that he might be able to ha- help match the dead men or even match Bogey's contract to get back a real asset for the King. So we'll see what comes of that. Yeah, it, it wasn't, you know, uh, one of those eye-popping moves, but it's exactly what we've been preaching the last few weeks. We want to get some assets, uh, expiring contracts. So uh, I actually, it was very surprising that this happened to me. I, I didn't think that something would happen this soon. Um but overall, I think it was a good trade. I'm not going to talk too much about it because it really it is what it is. It's, it's not something that's going to set us up for the future at the moment. Um, but it was something necessary. Uh, the Kings took advantage of a team that had to get under the luxury and, you know, good on them. Yeah, it, it's, you know, and it looks like maybe Vlade's been listening to some Kings cast because we, we have been talking about, you know, taking on expiring contracts uh basemore through this year uh making a little over 19 million obviously they get rid of a Reese's deal who is through next year at just over 12 million so you know they give up a a multi-year you know mid contract for to take on a big one and they're free from the Reza contract through next year now so that's that's the main point of this trade it was this was the easy this was the easy trade that we expected all right, so uh, you know it's like I said, it's cool that it happened, everything. But I'll be impressed if they actually do unload that Deadman contract. Uh, everybody knows that that's going to be a son of a bitch, dude. And if Vladi can somehow pull that off and get some assets, man, that's going to be exciting. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was cool. Kings are the first team to be active during the trade deadline. So okay, well let's let's proceed to the main part of what we want what we want to talk about today, and. Again, this is something that we see on King's Twitter every day, basically for going on two years now. Yes, we're going to talk Luca Bagley, but we're going to go into some different routes with it, different tangents with it. So basically, obviously, Luka Doncic having an, an MVP caliber season in Dallas, putting up triple doubles, it seems like every other night. Marvin Bagley for the Kings. We just want him to stay healthy so we can see him on the court. Uh, obviously, it was it was a big deal last year who the Kings were at. They, it was the highest draft position. Was it maybe ever, I think? Did they have they ever had a first overall pick? Because I know they had got they took Bagley at two mm-hmm. last year. And, and so, yeah, that was pretty sure that's the, the highest they've ever had. So big decisions to be made after DeAndre Ayton went. Uh, to Phoenix at one. Sacramento did end up taking Bagley, obviously, at two. Um, the Hawks ended up drafting Luka at three, and then later on at five, Dallas picked up Trey Young, and then they swapped those picks. So, you know, and... and <laughs> go ahead. You know what, though? Before you keep going, Doug, I I, I just remembered that, and... Uh, Maybe Hawks fans might even be more pissed than the Kings because they actually had his rights. <laughs> had him. They had him. That's true. Uh, so, and then in between those, Jaron Jackson was taken at four. 
the big guy from Mich- Michigan State in Mem- he's at Memphis now. Mo Bamba went five. Wendell Carter went six to Chicago. Sexton from Bama went to the Cavs. Bamba went six. Doug Bamba went six. I I said that. Trey Young. Trey. No, you didn't. But it's all right. Okay. Proceed. I literally said whatever. Bamba. Yeah, Bamba went six to Orlando, and then uh, Knox to New York. Mikel Bridges to the Sixers, and then um, Shea Gilgis Alexander was drafted by the Hornets. So it, it was a good, a lot of talent in this draft, obviously. Uh, but let's start off with okay. Obviously, Luca's doing what he's doing in Dallas. Bagley again has played a combined. Uh, where did, where was it at? He's played seventy four games in two in one and a half seasons in Sacramento. Can't stay healthy. So let's let's get you guys going on that, and then we'll go from there. So, Luca Bagley, we we're here. Let's talk uh, about I'll, it. I'll I'll start us off, and I'll start off very you know very subtle. And <clears throat> what jumps out to me, um, with this whole Luca Bagley thing, going back to last year was, uh, Lucas has got the minutes since he's gotten the league, right? Like everybody, it's it's no secret that you know Marvin has been hurt, but even when he was healthy, he's not getting the minutes like that. Um, you know, so last year I kind of gave it a pass. Dallas was terrible last year. So I was like, all right, you know, uh, you know, maybe Luca's putting up all these empty stats. They're not translating to wins. And, but this year, I mean, dude, Mavs are five or six seed at the moment. They're winning games. They're in, they're in a, the middle of a playoff hunt, a legitimate playoff run, uh, run. And, you know, this is, I think this is why we're kind of deciding to talk about it now is because, you know, it, it, he's not putting up empty stats no more. Okay. Um, the dude's a game changer. It, it sucks. You know, it sucks right now thinking about and talking about, uh, you know, Luca, Luca Bagley, but I, I just want Luca to get on the court at this moment. You know, it, I want the dude to go in night in, night out and play 30 minutes. And, you want Bagley to get on Bagley, the court? Bagley. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Bagley. And, and that that's what I'm looking forward to. You know, I I, I really haven't put much thought into this Luca Bagley thing lately because it's depressing, kinda. <laughs> but I at this moment, I just want Bagley to get on the court and play. Um, you know, it is it is what it is. I'm I'm pretty sure everybody knows that the Kings messed up. <laughs> it's but what else is new? They they have a history of messing up draft picks, so not surprised. I'm taking a different route because I, I mean, okay, look at dude, that no one, the guy's stats right now are absurd and he's kind of, yes, we, we, we know like in hindsight, in hind, and that's the whole thing about this debate. I think I'm not going to, I can't really get trapped into is like hindsight is 2020. It's easy to make that decision after the fact. Clearly, of course, he's better right now and, and Bagley probably won't ever hit those marks statistically, but I like to take this in a different route and just really talk about like put it put it put it back in our shoes. You know, or when that draft was coming around, there was a lot of um, there was a it wasn't so like definitive, I guess, about Doncic. Like there was a lot of question marks. People weren't sure about him. They weren't sure if his game would translate. If it, if the speed, um, uh, one knock particularly that he might not have been athletic enough to play in the NBA, right? Um, I know I was. I saw a clip this past week uh, because the Athletic did an article on him because the Mavs played uh, in Sacramento. So an article came out the Athletic, and and they were just looking back at a lot of stuff from 
from that draft. And like Colin Coward had a couple draft experts on and they they were kind of knocking him. So it wasn't so clear cut at the time, right? And Bagley was this kind of athletic freak player who a lot of people considered the best player in the draft with DeAndre Ayton. So it wasn't so clear cut. So I, I don't, you know, I, I can't necessarily blame the Kings particularly for not picking him. They picked the guy who they thought was going to be best and, and could play with the guys that they had, right? Um, you know, for me, it, it's really like Ryan said, it's 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 what what's going to happen from here on out. It's the development, and that's where I want to go into it because I have a whole thing theory about the NBA and their lack of ability to to develop one and done players um, within a, within a couple of years. I think it takes a long time. So I think Bagley Bagley's going to fall into the category of like Brandon Ingram. Um, just who's coming to my mind right now, or the one I always use is James Harden. James Harden took like five to six years to actually break a, you know, I think the 20 point mark and consistently score. And so that's the timeline that he's on. And so when you draft a player, a one and done player like this, um, that's the timeline you're on. So it's, it's up to the Kings to really develop him and it's going to take time. He's not going to make an impact for this year. And honestly, he probably won't make the impact next year. You know, I, I was, I agree with you to a, to a certain extent, but there is guys like Luca, like this year with Ja Morant there, you know, there's guys that when you draft them that early, they come in and they make an immediate impact. And I don't think it's really too unfair to ask when you draft a guy one or two. Um, I don't, I don't think it's really unfair to ask a guy to come in and produce, especially year two, you know, and, and it's what is unfair though, for, you know, we're having this conversation. We are comparing Marvin Bagley to what's turning out to be like an, it looks like Luke is going to be an all-time talent. And it, it, it's kind of an unfair comparison because of so much as win against Bagley, he's been hurt, um, you know, 74 games in his first year and a half. Jeez. You know, so it, it's kind of an unfair debate, but I, I, I see other guys come in like Trey Young. There's another one from his draft class that's came in and he's producing big numbers. It goes back to what I was saying earlier. I think a lot of them are, are pretty empty empty stats because they're not in a playoff hunt like that. But that that's I think that's what's most frustrating for me with this whole Bagley thing is, you know, I, I just I want the guy to play. You know, I I hate either he's not in the lineup and when he is, he's playing 20 minutes, dude. And it's it's frustrating because you can see the talent that's there. You see the, you know, what everybody saw in the draft and him super athletic and stuff. So uh yeah, I, I I want the dude to get on the court, man. It, it, but, you know, like, I think it's, I don't know, Ryan. To be honest, like, it's kind of, I think we need to be realistic, dude. Like, and it kind of is prisoner of the moment. Yes, it's the second year in the league. The guy was a teenager. His body is not developed. And it, it's kind, it, it kind of it goes back to what I was saying. I don't think that the NBA has really completely transitioned into, uh, to, uh, installing a system teams rather installing a system where they know how to develop and get these guys ready because they, because the teams that are drafting them are so desperate, you get, you, they throw them on the court and then they get hurt. And then it's just, it just takes a while. These guys are skinny. They're scrawny. They've barely played Bagley particularly didn't have a lot of basketball experience, you know, even pre Duke. Right. So, so it's, <clears throat> It takes a long time, and 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 so for me, the the most the thing I'm most upset about, I guess, with the selection was that if there is any front office in the entire NBA, 
that had the best, um, you know, I guess sources or or should have had the best scouting on Doncic. It should have been it should have been Vladi Dibak because he's the international kind of go to guy, right? Him and Peja, like they should have they should have known what ex- out of everybody exactly what they were getting and. Um, so it, even with that information, they still selected Bagley. And like you said, in, in Bagley, this year is only playing, he's only played 27 minutes a game and he's averaging 14 and like, let's see, 14 and like six or something, seven, 14 and seven in 27 minutes. That guy gets, you can see the spark. It's just going to, it's going to take, it's just going to take the time, right? You could see the talent. Yeah, it's going back to what you said real quick about the guys, the one and done guys coming in and scrawny. It's I, I don't think it's a whole I don't think I, I think the NBA knows how to deal with it now. It's obvious, but I think it's more of they have a problem with big men one and duns more than, uh, you know, more than anything else. It, it, the guards like you, the proof is Trey Young, dude, scrawny, whatever dude put gets buckets. John Morant is a like he dude, he's an all time talent. Like that's what it's looking like right now. And he's not a one and done though, is he? No, John Morant, but he's young still. Like there's, yeah. you talk about young. They're still, all young. He's still twenty, dude. It's not like you know. It's not like John Morant. Bro, how, 18, eight, 17, you know, it's not, it's not 17, like they 18, came 19, out. That's you know, your body develops. It just develops. It's you know, extra years. What, like, give 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 back like full minutes like, till next year and see. Well, that's what I'm saying. Then start well, to no, see. No, I'm I'm with I'm with you. I'm just. I, I'm with you. I'm just kind of I'm trying to to break down the point that you just made about how the NBA has a problem. I, I I think it's a problem with big men. I don't think it has really much to do with guards because you look at all the big men. Jaron Jackson, like he's good. He's talented. He missed a lot last year. Mo Bamba, st- we still don't know what Mo Bamba's doing. I completely forgot about him. And I'm a Texas fan. He's just kind of down there in Orlando. Uh, I looked at him the other day. I think he's only averaging like five points a game or something like that. But he's obviously not getting the minutes. Uh, Bagley's been hurt and he's not getting as much minutes as we like. So I don't think it's a NBA problem with one and duns. I think it's an NBA with big men, one and duns. That's, that's the point I was trying to make on that. I don't, I don't disagree. Yeah, I don't disagree. The, the transit translating to playing the front court at a high level in the NBA is harder because it's you, you have to play with your body. You have to play more physically, especially when you're Bagley and you have to play down low, right? So, so yes, it's not going to translate as well because you're playing against these grown men who understand the body position, who weigh. They might not have the skill set as you, but their their weight, their strength, all of that, it lends itself to being able to match up with you. Yeah, and you know what it reminds me of is, uh, Eric, I know me and you've had this talk, but I remember when DeMarcus Cousins was, it was like 2011, maybe even 2012. It might have been like his second and third year already. And it, it was when Cousins was starting to make some noise. And I remember Chris Kamen came to town. Remember this, Eric? And Chris Kamen just ate DeMarcus Cousins up, dude. And that's when this whole, that's when I started to realize like, damn, dude, it don't really ma- matter how talented you are. It's like these, these pros, they're big, they're strong. They know how to use their bodies. They know how to play. So. I, I just wanted to throw that in there because I remember, you know, I remember seeing that and just being like, dang, you know, like that it must be very, very difficult to go from college where you're just more athletic than people. You ain't got to use your body. You can run around. You can jump over people to going and playing legitimate veterans like Chris Kamen. Like Chris Kamen was a good player, but he wasn't. It's like he were playing Shaq, you know, and he came into Sacramento. And he dominated one of the one of the better big men that have came out of college in the last 10 to 15 years. 
Well, let me ask you guys this. Would, and it goes beyond us, obviously. I'm talking about Kings fans in general. Would Kings fans be as upset about this if the Kings draft history the past, you know, five to ten years has gone better? Would they be less upset about passing on Luka? Um, well, let's not just talk about the last five years. Let's talk about the last 30 years since they've been in Sacramento. <laughs> like it's not just it hasn't just been the last five years but and i but i would say the last five years they have gotten better it, it you know but people just got to realize that we're young and it, like eric was saying earlier it's going to take a minute in the last five years they've went and got uh you know they they got bogdanovich i i know what they didn't actually have his rights but they made the trade for him they you know they drafted they drafted marvin they drafted darren fox like before that they had some stuff but um yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously people would be less mad, you know, but it is what it is. It's it, it's been a. I think what's frustrating to people is that the the total Kings draft history since they've been in Sacramento has just been horrible, and you know, I I would say I I don't know. I I don't really know what kind of point I'm trying to make with this actually because it's kind of whatever. Just Eric, you you go go ahead. <laughs> yeah i okay so yeah they're they're i don't know, people could be upset about their draft history and a lot of that is like said it's it's what revisionist history looking back and, and trying to you know trying to be right about it this this as we look back to me this not drafting luca is not even the bit the the king's biggest draft miss in in the last 10 years all right it's not not, and you, the number one draft miss for them, to me, um, was when they drafted Thomas Robinson over Damian Lillard. That's yep. the number one. Yep. That is by far the number one because um, Thomas Robinson's not even in the league. And he was, you know, that that one, Damian Lillard was from Oakland, right? He was in the, King, the Kings uh, pre-draft workouts. He was slotted to go to Sacramento, right? And to pair him with DeMarcus Cousins, who, who what could have been, right? And at the last minute, they got all crazy because Thomas Robinson put a nice little workout together and they pulled the Darko Milicic and they, and they drafted Thomas Robinson. And then they found out within like a month that he couldn't play. So for me, that's, that's the worst one. This one to me is not that, is, is not the, that bad because you got, I still think they got a talented player. And that's what I would like to, for me personally, I'd like to come out of this. Because I hear too much bitching about we could have had him, we could have had him, we could have had him. You know what though? But if you if the Kings had drafted Luka Doncic, and he had ended up being our Andrea Barnani, and he was just unathletic and you know an average scorer, couldn't play defense, couldn't take it to the hoop, he was just a spot up shooter. And Bagley went out there and was tearing it up and became Amari Stoudemire. You know, you we'd be having this the reversed the reversed argument, and, and you can't do that. And I think that Kings fans particularly need to calm down, and they need to just accept where you're at, and and at this point hold hold everybody accountable moving forward. So hold the front office accountable for how they how they manage the team moving forward around who they have, how they develop them, the the style of play that they have. That's what we need to focus on and be critical of. Because we have two tremendous, young, talented players who are extremely young. Can they even buy alcohol yet, both of them? I don't think so. Okay? Or tobacco. <laughs> give, those, <laughs> give those guys three more years. Seriously, give them three more years. 
and everybody else on this roster, you can, eh. And in three years, if they do a good job of developing their bodies, putting people around them that fit the style of play, making them the focal point of the franchise, the production will be there because Fox is at, is close to averaging 20 a game, okay? And he's he's hopefully going to be a 20 and 10 guy. And Bagley will be a 20 and 10 guy within the next two years. He will. So accept where we're at and stop focusing. Dude, we missed on Luka Doncic. You know what? There's, you know, I, I, there's so many teams that have missed on players. I mean, the Detroit Pistons passed on Kermit Anthony, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Boster to draft Darko Milicic, right? Like, there, there is a lot of misses in the NBA. It happens. It's very difficult to draft. And if you want to get on the Kings, you know, draft history, it's hard to draft in the NBA draft. Outside of the top five, it's very rare that there's not, it's not that deep. It really isn't that deep with game changers. It just isn't. And the reason the Kings haven't drafted well in the last 10 years is really they haven't been bad enough to get the top pick, but they, they're just outside of the top seven, or they haven't advanced in the lottery, or one year the Cleveland Cavaliers jumped the Kings to the number one pick, pushed them down, and they were they missed Julius Randle by one pick. There's a lot of things like that out there. So if people want to just bitch about what could have been, and we suck at this and that, I think you're fo- you're focusing on the wrong things. You're focusing on the wrong things. So that's my rant for that. Well. A uh, thanks for bringing that all together for me, dude. That was awesome. That's pretty much what I was trying to say, everybody. It was uh, <laughs> I just got lost in my thoughts for a minute, but dude, that was good shit, man. I that, that's your uh, one of your better tangents right there. I like it. Well, I I also have been thinking about this a lot this season too, and I I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Obviously, Luca handles the ball pretty predominantly in Dallas, and we have a true point guard in De'Aaron Fox. How much differently would he be impacting the game here in Sacramento with a real point guard in De'Aaron Fox rather than what he does with the Mavericks? Hey Doug, to be honest, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into that one. And I don't think we should go into that one. I, I don't think it's our place to really say how that that's an X's and O's things. I don't I don't think that's how I don't think we should um I, I why, why speculate on who should handle the ball if he was here. I'm not, I, I'm not, no, no, no. That's not what I'm getting at. What, what I, okay, let me reword this. What I'm saying you, is, is, what I'm saying is, is, okay, we already had De'Aaron Fox here in Sacramento, obviously. Now let's just for fun say, okay, the Kings draft Luca. How differently, like, say, would his stats be here in Sacramento? Because he would be used differently. I'm not trying to say, let's, let's go into, well, you know, I got X's you. and O's about it, but Ryan, go, go off. You know what I, I mean? We'll, I, we'll I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But that question right there is why they drafted Bagley. That's, that's why they drafted Bagley right there. That's, that's all it had. Yes. I, I don't think I, like Eric said, you know, Vladi and those guys, they, if anybody knows the international game, it's Vladi, it's Peja, right? But that question right there is why I think we have Marvin Bagley today. Right. And, because and Luca wouldn't fit in with Fox, basically. Well, who knows? I'm, I mean, not, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that, like Eric said. That's who knows, okay? I mean, I, I have an idea, but I'm not going to go off on that. I think that question right there, when they're sitting around in their little war room, I think it was, well, shit, we drafted a, a 19-year-old Darren Fox. All right. How would I, – I, I don't think we need to put Luca back there with him. Right? I don't I, – you know, and at the time, like Eric was saying, he wasn't very athletic. Who knows? You know, but that question right there is the reason why we have Marvin Bagley. So I am glad you brought that up. I'm not going to talk about how they would fit in the X and O's of it, but that that right there, that's the reason this all went down. I will say the uh, the, the only thing I w- I'll comment on in that one is that um, you know they had Buddy healed, right? And and so you, you know they 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 probably it probably 
it probably just didn't fit the um how should i say it just probably just didn't fit the direction that the front office and ownership want to take the team as far as like ryan's kind of said the pace of of things uh Doncic is is a little bit more of a prime a uh, ball dominant uh ball handler um more half court game he's bigger it, it just probably didn't it it probably didn't fit and then they probably put him side by side like and i'm gonna make the point again if i have to keep doing this it's i bagley is kind of an athletic kind of uh freaky player you know and so um they probably lined him up and said we have a fast point guard we have a guard who can shoot Let's throw in there an extremely athletic front court player who could rebound and probably end up getting, you know, over 20 points a game at some point through his career. And then that's probably better for what we want to do. Because you, I will challenge anybody out there to, to say that, that Luca was going to average 28, 9, and 9 or whatever the fuck he's at in year two. No one thought that. I didn't think that. No one thought that. So, no, so that's not, not what the, that's. And I think that's when people look back. Now, currently, Kings fans, particularly when they look back, they act like that was the that like, OK, we have a guy here who we know is going to average this and is going to do this and is going to be that impactful. And then we have Bagley who's going to be this. And we had that's not how they made the decision. The decision really was athletic, freaky forward from Duke, who was maybe the best front court player in, in college basketball or an unproven, untested teenager who played in Spain or whatever, who kind of looked pudgy like Colin Coward said and maybe wasn't as athletic and we weren't sure if he could, was going to be able to score in the NBA game and they chose to play it safe right there and probably strategic and that's probably the decision I, I completely I completely agree I completely agree and it was it was fit it was like you said man nobody knew Luca was going to do that dude like let's let's be real and I'm going to bring it up again. That's why this is so frustrating, though, because we still haven't seen Bagley's, you know, potential. We're not even close to it, dude. The guy's barely played, you know, and that's that's why it's so hard for me to have this to have this argument, man, because Bagley. I see it, you know, I, I just see a, a crazy, talented guy that he's got so much potential. And I, I understand where the Kings were coming from when they did this. It. I completely understand, but their draft history is what gets fans and people that pay attention to Sacramento upset. And they think, you know, we, we made another mistake. We, we F this one up again, you know, so. And people, people aren't, people aren't wrong. They're not wrong. Yeah. Yes. They, they made a mistake. No, but, they're not. But they're what not. Do you, they're you know, not. it's like they're I said, what do you, you can't get, you can't get angry. Um, but is there anybody else in the, in the, because that draft had some players, um, even yeah, like solid, even outside dude. of even outside of of Luca, like were were you guys were you guys interested in 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 Trey Young? Um, I mean, yeah, obviously it's it's Trey Young. Look at the stats he's putting up. I don't know how much better Trey Young gets, and I still don't know if Trey Young can carry a team to the playoffs. Who knows? He's on a crappy team right now. He's getting he's shooting more than anybody on a crappy team. It's who knows. Um. Uh, so I, I don't I, I think Trey Young's good, but I think in the long run I'd probably still want to have Bagley until Trey Young proves that he can carry a team to the playoffs. Uh I know I, I like what Jaron Jackson brought. Who knows about Mo Bamba? Uh but I think yeah, I mean Trey Trey Young's cool, but empty stats, bro. Who knows? Who knows? He's on a crappy team in the East. Yeah, I'm I'm 
I'm with you on empty stacks. I think the people, I the uh, one thing we I could go on is that they did have a the Bleacher Report early this year did a redraft after year one, and they actually put Jaron Jackson over over Bagley in 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 their redraft. Is that something that um that you guys would agree with? I don't. I I don't agree with that because. Uh, Jaron Jackson didn't play much last year. Luke or uh, not Luke Bagley played more than him. Um, so I don't really get where where that all came from. You know, Jaron Jackson's been healthy this year. They're actually they're a good team. Um, uh, but I I I don't agree with that. Especially they did that like before the season too, right? Like it wasn't they didn't just do that a couple weeks ago. And I remember seeing that and it was like, why and how? No, the he dude play, barely he, he played. Play, I, he played last year. Uh, dude. He was hurt last year. He, yeah, he was hurt last year a lot, dude. That the whole second half of the season, he didn't play much. Uh, you you know who we're not talking about? Or go ahead, Doug. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I, I just wanted to chip in real quick. I just want to say, me personally, and I know because we knew it was a big draft. We were all excited. Uh, you know, the three or four of us out of the friend that we talk a lot of kings with, uh, Robbie. Big shout out, buddy. We love you. Uh, you know, we were we were really excited to have the second pick. I I'm try, I don't remember much. I think we were all pretty much on the same page. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I personally wanted Bagley at two because um, I think we were undecided about bringing in an international guy that we didn't know a ton about. And so, again, just to kind of piggyback off of what Eric's – like the, the bulk of Eric's argument was is we just have to continue to be patient. It's only his second year. But I just – and you brought up Jaron Jackson, like – Jackson's been able to play, but I think Bagley's ceiling's still higher. I just want to see Bagley, and, and Ryan, you said this, I just want to see Bagley play a full season and and get starter minutes. That's that's what I want to see from Marvin Bagley. I'm not giving up Who, on, wait, wait. on him at all. I just want to see him play. No, that's and that's why this that's why this argument's hard, dude. That's why it's hard. I, I really just like every single Kings game, Joe, I'm like, God, are they going to freaking unleash him? God, I hope they unleash him. Like, I just want to see the dude just – Hey, screw it. Play him 35 minutes tonight. Play him 38 minutes tonight. Screw it. You know, and I keep waiting I for that, that dude. That's, I don't agree with that. I, I just want to see. I want to see. It's, I, I don't think they should do it right now. I've, you know, like he's been banged up and stuff, but that's what I'm getting. That's that's what I want. You know, I it's like I, I think Bagley gets it's unfair, dude. It, it's it's very unfair that we're even talking about this. Like I said earlier, Luke is a, a crazy talent, dude. You know, and it's unfair to Bagley. He's not getting he's not getting a chance to prove himself yet, and it's because of his well, injury I, I history. It's because he's not he's not playing as much, dude. What, Eric? You're, you're not you're you're shaking your head. What? I don't agree with you because I think I, that you're getting you're you guys are getting caught up in like the the what you want to see stuff. Still, you're like, that's what you want, man. Like, you guys are like, I want to see them. Well, no, but dude, dude, like you got to think. I just man. said they. I just said they shouldn't do it. I know they shouldn't do it. He's been hurt and stuff. But and that's why I followed it up with. It's unfair that we're even having this conversation for Bagley, dude. It's unfair. Okay. Yes, it, it is. It is unfair. It's not unfair that we're having the conversation about like looking back to the kings did the kings make a mistake and i think for us we got to like got to put it in perspective like uh, for for people that's what we're trying to do but i think realistic people got to have to be realistic and this is where i think we have to say this and this is why i want to say this it's that they're on different timelines dude luca went is who was a teenager playing against pros playing on the pro circuit living that life developing his body learn, doing that for a, for a long time before he got here he came in more nba ready and like you said guards translate better right away because 
because it's it's much easier to translate your scoring ability, your shooting ability and whatnot, than it is to translate the bang in, the rebounding, all of that, okay? I think that re- really is is we have to find like put a realistic timeline on Bagley for people. And and I that's kind of what you're saying and I'm saying, but that's that's where we're at. Um you know, Brandon Ingram is the guy like now because he's he's having so much success this year that I think is a good comparison because people were so low on that guy. He was drafted what number two overall, right? Yes. He's twenty two this year and he's finally taking the step, right? So like, how old's Bagley right now? Twenty. So two more years. We still have two but more the- years. But but that kind of goes against what we're kind of saying a little bit if. Brandon Ingram's not a big man, dude. It, it's kind of dip. Brandon, it, it, Brandon Ingram is not a big man, dude. He's a perimeter player. It's not just. It's not about the position or the skill set or anything like that. It's it's about young guys who played one year of college basketball that come into the NBA and they're physically not as developed. That's what that's that's what it's about. It's not about the skill set. And Bagley is not physically I'm, developed yet. I know. I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm tracking. I just. I, I'm tracking. I'm just. I'm trying to play. I'm trying to play some little devil's advocate to your arguments and stuff. Like I'm trying to give other, you know, examples of what we're talking about. But it's it, what's frustrating for people. I think, and I, I already said this, is seeing guys like John Morant come out and being ready. Seeing guys like Trey Young come out and people. being ready. Uh, we haven't talked about him at all, dude. DeAndre Ayton. We, have, we haven't talked about DeAndre Ayton yet. Yeah, it frustrates people. You know, yeah, I hate it, but like, but but that's kind of what I'm saying is like every guy's different. Okay, every guy's just different. Every team's different. Every franchise is different. It's a long game. It is the long game. So many players have come into the NBA and had success in year one and year two, and then never did again. A lot of players have come in and developed. It just it's it's the long game. Bagley physically in, in, in the position he plays. Um, just his his level of experience coming in and and all that stuff he's not going to hit that mark right away but he probably will hit that mark in two years all right and in two years who knows who knows and that's what i'm saying i i think the focus on um you know i want to see it now i want to see it now and i'm not trying i wasn't trying to like get on you guys it's just like that's what i'm hearing and people want to just force it it's that's what's what is Fans want to force it and say, we'll throw them out there and do it. That's not what's best. What's best right now is we are a shitty team, everybody. The Kings are shitty, okay? And they need to develop their players, bring them along, and set them up for success. All right? Because what they the biggest mistake that they could make with this team is the mistake that they did with DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins finally got to the point where he was skilled, and what did they do? They did dick to build a team around him. They... They, they just overpaid people. They got into terrible cap situations. Every year, their lineup changed around him. He never had a point guard. He never had like consistent players around him, and they failed him because they said, we're going to force it now, force it now. And, and teams need to chill out and say and accept the position. If you want to go the one-and-done route, you're going to wait three to four years. And Kings fans, you're going to wait three to four years. This is what it is. Okay, and Eric, okay, so... I agree with you. We need to we need to still be patient regarding Bagley. Okay, he's he's still young. He's only in his second year. Let's get him healthy. Let's see what he can do when he's consistent. But I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, going back, gosh, now ten years to the to to the ten draft with Boogie, 
is it time that should we do we need to still be patient with this front office or is it time that we start holding them accountable this is i said last year about this time i would say last january going into the trade deadline i said i i would be okay with giving the front office until um until the end of next year which would be the current year we're in so i'm i, I would give them to the end of this this year and and then make the decision. And I'm kind of at the point already where my decision is already kind of made. I think they should fire him. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, but what what if? Okay, because you're saying it takes a few years. All right. Give what if Vladi goes out there, and we've talked about this how we prematurely, uh, you know, thought we were going to make a playoff run and all that. But what if Vladi goes? He already made a move yesterday. What if he goes and he unloads that Deadman contract? You know, what if he does move Bogdanovich and he makes the moves that we're saying? I mean, you're gonna go fire the guy? What if no. what if going into the offseason we're set into what what we think's gonna happen? Because honestly, after yesterday's move, there is hope. I do think we're gonna move Deadman. And I do think that we're gonna move Bogdanovich. So if Vladi makes the moves that we've been preaching about for the last month and a half, two months, you you're gonna you're gonna fire yeah, him? Yeah, and and yeah, yeah, you're right. That's why I said no, I'll give I'll give him to the end of the year. It's just like Good point. I, I, when I was speaking on that, I, I was speaking more in that I don't believe, I just don't believe they're going to do what's necessary because I do think that there's some part of them that want to hold on to certain players and, and just do, I don't think they want to commit to it. And so I'm kind of already seeing the writing on the wall and that's what I'm saying. Hey, hey, if they, if they turn Bogey into an asset and if they dump Deadman, which Okay, I don't know how much applause I'm going to give you for dumping a shit contract that you just signed. Like that's on you. Cool, you cleaned up your own mess, but it doesn't mean you're good. Um, you, you know, if if but if they do those things, there's cap space. They get a good draft pick, and yeah, there's there's they can they can let them stick around. I guess the 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 reason we're even having this conversation is because Vladi came out a few years ago and said that if we're not, you know, I forget the exact words, but if we're not up to this standard, I'll step down kind of thing. That's why we're having this conversation right now. But if there's, there's a lot of room for Vladi to go kind of save this season, dude, honestly, like it, the Deadman and stuff we've talked about, I don't want to talk too much about that, but that's, that was just premature. Like, Oh shit, we won 39 games last year. Like maybe it is time to try to make a run in the playoffs. And that's what those signings were. And if he can come in and clean it up and set us up for success next year, I don't see why you drop him at all. You know, I, there's no need to fire him, dude. The the one thing I've learned about this year, I've learned, you know, every year as a fan, you kind of learn more and more. And we were premature in expecting the Kings to take the jump. For me, it was hard to really see how they could they could have been worse than they were last year, right? Because to me, they got better. And still, even looking back, I, it doesn't make sense. But it's it's along the lines with the topic we discussed this evening or today, all right? It's that you have to be patient and it takes a while and you can't jump the gun. And if we could give one message to Kings fans right now is it's that don't we just can't expect that next year is going to be a jump and next year is going to be a jump. Um, we just got to be patient, put ourselves in position, and then you never know. You never know. The Memphis Grizzlies right now got a guy. They're on a, they're on a win streak. The Mavs were terrible. They got a guy. They're on a win streak. Um, the, the Pelicans, I mean, they were like, – dire situation they they got rid of the best big man in the league 
they have a potential to make a run. And so at some point it's going it could, it's going to click if if you continue to stay the course, commit to your guys, build around the key guys and don't get fall in love with all these little side pieces like Rashawn Holmes and and Bogdanovich and don't fall in love and get caught up in that. And as long as they do that guys, you know, we could be hopeful. Yeah, it's it's been 13 years, so what's one or two more years, right? So, uh Excited to have this conversation finally with you guys. We appreciate your support. Uh, continue to interact with us on social media. For Defresh, Eric, and Ryan, go Kangs. 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 Thank you for listening to the Kangs Cast Podcast. Look for new episodes weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast. Like on Facebook and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify.